Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 139. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free street reach uh, integrated health clinic which shows that healthcare really is a human right. You can reach us at occupy-medical.org and we are a 501c3 organization. And get healthy now with Candice. Get healthy now with Candice, connecting people with plants to transform lives. If you're looking for some herbal consulting to help you get healthy and stay healthy and prevent getting sick, check it out, CandiceHunter.com. Ace High Heat Graphics, custom imprinted graphics for t-shirts, caps, bags, dough books, you name it, they can put a graphic on it. Check it out at AceHighHeatGraphics.com. The Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society is an incredible group of people. That's right. They are. It's an exclusive membership in conjunction with the Practical Herbalist website and Real Herbalism Radio. And there are new articles written every single week. Or we have the Let's Talk series, which we introduce. Now we've been doing it once a month. Yep. There's a uh, new Let's Talk every month. Yep. interview for folks that are willing to pay the, the crippling fee of four ninety nine a month and you'll pay it in either three month or one year increments. And I believe at the one year increment, then you actually get a, a bonus. So yeah, you get a break. Yes. It's even, it's even cheaper. Yes, it is. What you should know when you're signing up for the Herbal Nerd Society is that the proceeds from the Herbal Nerd Society go toward helping support Real Herbalism Radio and the Practical Herbalist website. So not only are you getting some awesome exclusive content and mm-hmm. access to older shows of mm-hmm. Real Herbalism Radio and a whole ton of other articles that have been read and written is exclusively for the Herbal Nerd Society. Education. Education. Yes. You're also supporting us. Yes. Us. Thank you for your support. Also sponsored by Sierra Lupe Consulting. Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting is by me, Sue Sierra Lupe, and I am a certified herbal I'm a certified clinical herbalist. What am I? Um, who started practice in 2006. I offer in-home or distance consultations, custom formulations, and holistic care in conjunction with existing diagnosis medication. And the Journal of Functional Herbalism. The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a journal on, obviously, herbalism. Yeah, functionally. Yeah, yeah. it's a really, it's actually a really, really good journal. It check is. Check it out. Yes, Mel has done a wonderful job of editing. Yep, yep, and it's put together by the folks at the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine. You can find it at functionalherbalism.com, or you could check out the Eclectic School of Herbalism's website, and there is a link there for the Journal of Functional Herbalism. Today's show is Herb Lab, show 139, Herb Lab, with Yakov Levine, and he talked about greens and beets as superfoods last week. So this week, we're going to talk about what we've thought about or are doing all about superfoods and greens and beets. So now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Whoa, the green, the green mile. The green mile. How we have walked it, <laughs> except without the death part at the end. Thankfully. <laughs> Two words. Beet crystals. Beet crystals. Yeah, those yes. things were crazy. They were tasty. Yeah, crazy they were tasty. Good. They were crazy good is what they were. Yes, they were. And I don't like beets. No. What? At all. Oh, you I don't like beets? Them. Can't stand them. Oh, my God. They'll make me gag. It's really hard to get him to chop down beets. Whoa. I have the stuff that I give him that has beets like hidden in it just so that he'll get he a variety. He knows it's there. I know it's there. 
So a variety of fruits and vegetables, and that's how I get of them to get all beets, kind, like but... even just grated beets. You don't even like that. I, have I can tolerate grated beets. But he can tolerate speaking. grated beets if they're the Chayoga ones, because those ones don't taste as beady, and they are very sweet. Those are like candy. What are and the Chayoga ones? Are they purple? Chayoga beets? No, they're the ones that are the striped yellow. Yellow, yellow no. or striped? The variegated. Striped. They're variegated, variegated white oh. and sort of a pink. I've never had those before. They're really good. How do you spell that? C-H-I-O-G-A, I I believe. Chioga beets. Yes. All right. And they don't have that earthy taste as much. And they are, like I said, they're very sweet. It's like, they're like candy. Hmm. So if you, and if, if I caramelize those... Because the caramelizing yeah, takes tur- off the takes, earthy edge. Yeah, and, and sweetens up a little. Really super hot, it'll kind of turn it sweet. Yeah, so when I do that, then he'll eat the beets. Huh. But otherwise, you know. No like good. I said, no I'm good. giving you stink eye right now. Yeah, he does not like beets. Well, I, I, that's why I, it was funny to me because he didn't like chard. Right. I love chard. I love chard. I know, right? In fact, we had uh, quite a bit that was given to us from a friend of ours, like, big box of it mm-hmm. and i knew i couldn't eat all of it right away so i cooked most of it and then we used it for the next three four days yeah. because it was going to go bad if it was oh yeah good. yeah yeah that was from patty at the farm and we, we gotta kept... give her a shout out she's awesome i think Thank she grows chard mainly for me oh you <laughs> guys so sweet. the funny part was is that every time i had him like this guy isn't slimy i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> i know he, he did say it, like got slime thing. what are yeah. you what are you putting on it? You got to take the slugs off before you eat it. Right? That's the trick. Yeah. That's the trick. That's the so, trick. Yeah. yeah. It's a slime free. Slime free. Yeah. But everyone's got their their things. They got, right. Oh, yeah. like, no well, more collards. Brussels sprouts. I can't stand. I cannot. Oh, love Brussels not sprouts. Stand not stand Brussels sprouts. The smell of them. Really? Fresh or cooked. Sprouts. Hate them. But like, in, you do, you and not even like sprouts. like 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 sautéed or baked no. where they get all caramelized Braised. and sugary. It ruins things. Oh. It ruins stuff. That's good to know. <laughs> I oh, God damn it. Now you know that. I can't really think mm. of a vegetable that I despise. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one that I really strongly dislike. Durant. I do know that durian I, fruit. I don't like eating zucchini, baby zucchini raw. Cooked, I love zucchini and other squashes, but raw, I'm not terribly fond of it. Oh, interesting. Um, but Is it I'll, the texture? I think so. And my mom did it a lot when I was a kid. And at, when I was a kid, I hated the texture and the flavor when it was mm. raw. I didn't mind it cooked, but raw, it's icky. Mm. Interesting. So, I think a lot but, of that's I mean, memories for us. Yeah. You know, like there are some foods that I did not like as a kid and now I think is great. So whatever I whatever right. issue my my palate developed, yeah. you know my cravings for sweet has has decreased because I'm an adult now. Yeah, you know, and and I have an interest in in different types of flavors and can savor them. But some yeah. stuff, mm-mm. yeah, things like arugula when I was a kid were lost on me. I would eat it, but I didn't really enjoy it. Now I love it. Grits right. with a slab of back bacon fat on it will literally make Ugh. me gag. I don't it know literally like will make me. To me, gag. I'm not. I have to admit, uh, grits are not my top. But I don't know that I've had well-made grits very well, often. So, did you say grits? Grits. grits. Yeah. So why why did we why did we get under grits? The, the Sue things it that well because we were talking about <laughs> things that we didn't like that we now like, and some things that linger. 
Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought we were okay. I got you. Okay. We'll, we'll we, get we back to you then. Off of greens briefly, but grits are technically still a plant. Oh man. Yes. Not with the bacon. Are. The bacon's Corn? not so much a plant. No. No. It might be smoked with plant matter, but yeah, you know, apple smoked or mosquito. Well, it's smoked. just the fat. You just take it out of that that can from under the sink and plop it on there, and right. you know, watch it melt, and you think, oh, that's going in my mouth. Okay, grits, <laughs> grits, grits. There it is. That's we never, happening. we never stored that. Under the Never. sink. That was always a yeah. um, refrigerator thing. said that was a fridge thing. Yeah, that was a refrigerator thing. Oh. It is in it. our house. It's a refrigerator thing. Oh. Yeah, always. We don't. Yeah, no good. I can see why you don't put like it that. under the sink. You're probably <laughs> going to have can. In, a tin, yeah. in a tin can. Yeah, that's just wrong. Wow, that's all I just, kinds of wrong. That just has a whole bunch of... <laughs> Yep, now you can yeah. see the child drawing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving you the stink eye. Yeah, I did not like it. I did not like it. Well, I wouldn't have liked it either. And I like bacon fat and grits, so. Yeah. We have a lot of greens in our diet overall. You have like, the tower. Yeah, we have the tower. And I've got one tower. And actually, with all that, like, the latest, like, lettuce scare of salmonella or Well, we have to describe what the tower is to listeners. Yeah, it's an aeroponic growing system. Called so, the Tower Garden. It's Aero called the Tower Garden, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, it's growing. I, so I can grow, I think it's 27 plants. Or 27, I think it's 28. 28, 28 plants in oh. it. And uh, it uses like 98% less water than growing in a garden. There's no soil, obviously. It's all organic. You know, I mean, it's. It's nice because I can control where my greens are being grown, mm -hmm. and then I'm picking them at the freshest point. It's like a vertical PCV yes. PVC, PVC pipe with pockets, is what it looks like, Pretty and much, then there's yeah. like a guard around it, yeah, kind of thing. And, yeah, and it's got some kind of fountainy thing. Yeah, it's got a water system that flows, pumps the water up to the top, and then sends it so it washes down over all the roots. Yeah. And I, I've got a timer. You can set the timer for various different modes, but I have it so it goes on 15 minutes off, mm -hmm. 15 minutes of like vertical, right. vertical aeroponic gardening. Yeah. 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 And in this case, it takes up about three foot by three foot round, round, round space. Yeah. I've seen it in people's houses yeah. and you have your ears out in the patio and it's, yeah. you have yours there's other people that build it, but where do, what is the company you buy yours from? Well, if folks want to get one, they can just contact me because I sell them. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I'm thinking about doing another one for inside the house. The uh -huh. company that makes them just came out with an LED light system that is rocking. Oh. So I'm thinking. LEDs. I'm thinking very, very soon, like before June. <laughs> very soon, Patrick. Uh oh. We shall be adding a tower garden to my herbal consulting area oh and i'm super excited because i've grown i have a little aeroponic garden that's um it's called aero garden it's by miracle grow company uh-huh and i just you know you can get them on amazon in fact i think we've got links on the practical herbalist to one oh. if i remember right i think we've got one somewhere but either way they're they're little and i've grown i can't grow very tall plants in there i think it's like 20 17 or 20 inches maximum height is it that thing yeah that that thing there's a there, listeners can't see this, but I was pointing to this system that's behind um, Candace's lovely head. 
and it is just a wash in greens. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, she has to keep raising the light. Yeah, the light's as high as it will go. And yeah, I have Shizo in there, which I have like, to keep hacking it down aggressively because Shizo's too tall for it. Yep. It's and, a tabletop. Yeah. Uh, and I've grown Tulsi in it, which is, again, that's another one where I oh, have that to gets keep big. hacking it down yeah. really aggressively because it gets too tall. Um, but regular basil is a little bit like big leaf, you know, um, like Genovese or yeah, sweet Italian, basil. Yeah. yeah, those ones are slightly too tall. So you hack it back or you prune it regularly. And as long as you're just pruning it appropriately, it's really, and you're using the prunings, mm-hmm. you know, it's really the right size for that. And because I've used that for those plants, I'm thinking my new tower inside is going to have Shizo in it and it's going to have Tulsi in it. Because there isn't a height limit. Mm. So it can grow as tall as it wants to. Sure. Okay. I'll just make those some of the lower plants. And then I'll probably turn my tower garden into just arrow or my arrow, little arrow garden, probably just become all basil. Mm. I can put parsley and I can put all sorts of greens. The There's a new, like an attachment where you can do like mescaline salad mix. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to do on that tower, the indoor one that I do will be able to have something like 52 plants if i mm-hmm. remember correctly mm-hmm. so it's like i can like do the cut and the cutting little you know salad handfuls for salad yeah. off and so this is a, a another place for people that listeners out there they live in an apartment or somewhere yes. where they, they can't yeah. really garden maybe they they um, have a physical limitation in which gardening just yes. isn't their thing or allergies yeah. drive them crazy, but they still want greens in the house. Yeah. It's one of the indoor gardening kind of things that really comes in handy. And with yeah. the new technology, it's so much easier to oh, do yeah. that. So you can still get fresh greens right yeah. there. Or I fresh started herbs. thinking about it. I was in, in uh, Phoenix for a conference. And when I was down there, I was thinking about how dry it was mm-hmm. and how irresponsible it would be to try to grow like a lettuce crop or a kale crop outside because of how much water you would have to give it. And I thought, you know, the tower garden would be perfect for folks who are living in those really dry desert climates. Mm -hmm. That got me thinking about it. And it was right in conjunction with that recall on romaine lettuce. Right. And I just thought, oh man, you know, I, right now for Jasper, we go through, we dog. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. Jasper, I make dog food for him every month. The the recipe I use is the Wavos recipe on the Practical Herbalist. Mm-hmm. And I think I post like every time I'm making it, I post it on Instagram. So folks know it's out there and I'm doing it. And as a part of that, you put in a bunch of collards, a bunch of mustard greens and a bunch of kale. Uh-huh. And I've been thinking, you know, if I did a tower garden where I put in two or three plants of each of those, that would probably come out and if mm, i start my so you're seeds, making dog food with yeah. some things you're growing yeah. crazy thought crazy thought. yeah i've been thinking that might be better for him and it'll be healthier for him right and then i can you know some of those i'll i cut that i cut it back but then i can keep some for a family and mm-hmm. so well, and this the this recall thing is is a legit concern there's dog food yes. recalls quite often just in 2017 in um, the u.s this is according to the United States Department of Agriculture. And again, we'll have a link on our site. The food recalls uh, for 2017, again, it was 131 recalls, uh, 20,880,574 pounds of food recalled. That's, That's a lot. Scary. That's scary. Yeah. Yep. And like with the lettuce recall, you're not getting your money back. They're just calling you, putting out the hello throw away your food if 
Yeah, throw away the throw food. Away. You, you just spent however many dollars on that. Just throw that out. Yep. Because we have a disposable society. Well, they can't. Yeah, yeah. they just, it, it will probably kill you. So for people that are really living hand to mouth, that yeah. food that they have to throw out, I'm sure there are people that are looking at it going, but I have to eat. But I have, right. So what it, What do you think this really has? Is it really infected? Or I mean, you know that's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Or how many families are just too busy to even pay attention, and then you know get sick, and they're like, "Oh my god, I shouldn't have eaten the lettuce. I didn't even realize until after I we'd already eaten half the bag." Yep. You know, and just because your entire family doesn't get sick doesn't doesn't mean mean you didn't. That's yeah. That somebody that did get sick wasn't from food. Poisoning. Right. We had an incident that went through my family, and only one of the members of my family members got sick. Right. And of course, it was while we were on a camping trip, naturally. Right. Right. <laughs> Just when Poor it's guy. hardest to like deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But he had all the signs and symptoms, and yeah. there was, you know, then the recall thing came. We yeah. came back into town, like, oh, great. Yeah. So well, that was now it. We know what that was. Yeah. Thank God he but, didn't die. Yeah, it didn't. It only affected one of us. So yeah. don't don't think that that's it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when I when it. I start thinking about that kind of stuff, I think you know, Tower Garden is really affordable, and honestly, it's safer. Sure. Yep. And I'm not the greenest thumb. I mean, I I do have garden spaces and stuff, but I have a tendency to forget to water things. Mm-hmm. Tower Garden means I don't have to worry about that. Right. Kind of stuff. Yeah, it gets done <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. So food safety very important, and some consistency, and it's. You know, that investment, there's probably some way for people to figure out, like microgreens mm-hmm. in a canning jar, you can do that. Right. That's yeah. that's affordable for people that are really pinching pennies. Yep. Uh, there's uh, just a canning jar with a um, screen over it and you put the, the um, lid around it, but it's, you know, you put your seeds inside and you rinse mm-hmm. them and then every day you're rinsing them and then putting them to the side so they can sprout. That's yeah. fresh. Those are some fresh greens. Yeah. Like yeah. of all of the food, I know alfalfa sprouts, they get food poisoning a lot. So oh, yeah. if you've got, and it's, they're yeah, so honestly, simple. I do not buy sprouts. Yeah, you can, you, know? you can do it yourself. I'd or, rather sprout it myself because of how often sprouts get recalled. And yeah, it's uh, a, it's definitely a concern, yeah. but you're making it yourself. Yeah. Then you're controlling that. And it's the factory farming and factory processing. That's when those contamination issues happen. Yeah. Uh, for the in-home stuff, it's when people aren't um, storing food properly. Right. So they're yeah. they're canning improperly, or they they've got stuff that's been sitting. They left it sitting in the refrigerator the, yes, for too long. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or they're not washing in between or something, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get something from meat too, or fecal matter or something. Fecal matter is a huge one naturally. You don't want the norovirus. But- yeah. yeah, that's that's a the, those are the kind of things that you, you control through hygiene, yeah, and through rituals. So, yeah, the the canning jar one. Maybe I'll write a little little thing about it and put it on a practical herbalist site for making those little canning jar sprouting jars. Yeah, that'd probably be a good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sue, put that on your to do list. All right, I got that on there. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about on this this topic? The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a free online journal promoting the integration of traditional Western herbalism, clinical nutrition, and functional medicine. It's published by the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine, and you can find the Journal of Functional Herbalism at functionalherbalism.com. What about traveling? 
when you're you were talking oh, about yeah, how you were traveling a, you was at Arizona. Yeah, it was a challenge because a lot of a lot of places the menus are filled with starchy stuff and carbohydrates and meats. You may be able to get gluten free, you may even get dairy free, but it doesn't mean it's gonna have a lot of like leafy Nutrition. greens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So what I do you had, do? I ended up having well, I bring the stuff that I, I bring my supplements and stuff with me. Oh, I, and okay. I have, I have, I don't really take a lot of supplements anymore because I started doing this other stuff that's actually just really food and it's mm-hmm. like labeled as a food product, mm-hmm. but it really, it's got like, was it 20, I always forget the number, 20 fruits and vegetables in it. Uh-huh. Your juice 20 plus. 20 30. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're taking all yeah. of it, it's even more. It's like 60. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge number of fruits and vegetables. But you also it's packed, a variety. But you also packed so, carrots. And yeah. You packed, um, I did. I brought you carrots. Hard boiled eggs and carrots and what else? And peppers, and peppers baby peppers. It's all in her suitcase. It's just like. She's laughing. And I'm looking at the TSA. Well, it doesn't say you can't bring eggs on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, at the TSA, I had to stop and take all the, I put all the food stuff you can have for carry-on bags. Most planes allow you to have like one carry-on suitcase and one personal bag is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So it's like your purse. Mm-hmm. So I packed my purse in my suitcase, which I was carrying on and used an actual like duffel bag, essentially. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was, it was, it, a, it, was, a, it was a diaper bag that we, that yeah, we had. It, it, it was a small size duffel yeah. bag. Oh, that's pretty much that what was they what would call it. But, your... but I used that as my personal one and I put all the food in there so that that way at TSA, cause you have to take all the food out and put it in a separate bin, all your toiletries in a separate bin and then your shoes I can't remember. Those were next to the bin or something. I mean, like they, I had like four bins just, you know, they make mean. you unpack. You yes. I don't fly. Yes. <laughs> so now if she didn't have that in there, she probably wouldn't have had to break it out as much. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On the way back, I didn't need to bring back any food cause I did pretty much, we'd eaten nibbled it. We'd yep. eaten most everything. So I had like uh, three or four peppers left and, I don't remember small number of things, you know, and they were all in one tiny bag. So it was easy to take it out. And, right. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's for me when I travel, that's one of the things I do to help make sure I keep my fruits and vegetables up because I know I'm going to eat a lot of carbohydrate rich foods, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but not necessarily a lot of, you know, phytonutrient rich foods. Yeah. So. Yeah. The times that I travel, which I try to make as few as possible. So I hate to travel. It'll get the salad in a bag, which, you know, you yeah. got the recall issue right there, right. potentially. Yeah. That and a pear. <laughs> this is my thing. And then a salad like, and a pear. And a pear. And, a pear. and then um, hazelnuts. Nice. That's my that's my thing. Yeah. And I just like eat that the whole time with some bread or something like that. Sometimes I'll find rice crackers or something. And this yeah. is like on the plane or during your trip. Oh, I don't go on planes. No, yeah. wait, when you said we occasionally. You wait, like, oh, I'll, I'm driving like there or trip. I get on the on oh, the train okay. Yeah. okay okay that's that's what yeah. i have and i'm too because i'm traveling and not happy uh i'm too nervous to really eat much more than that like i'll never right. i'll nibble on on i'm i'm big into having the trail mix with me yeah you know, which is mixed nuts and then dried blueberries you guys are so good because the second i get on a road trip all rules are off doritos i know you know whatever not, oh, it, up carl's jr boom, let's uh, roll in here you yeah. know i mean so you just nauseous. name it and like i'm at the uh, airport cinnabon 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. But I never do that normally. So that's that's my, like, I got to go through travel. I got to go through TSC. I got to go through this crap. That's my reward. That's uh-huh. my that's the my. airports have way better restaurants than they used to. Yes. I was really, I've been surprised over the last couple of years when I've traveled because it's, mm-hmm. the restaurants are awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like actual real food. Yeah. It's not just junk food. Except for Cinnabon. Except for Cinnabon. I didn't actually see a Cinnabon anywhere when I was going through the airports this last time, but that doesn't mean Well, you don't have there. to see it as much as you just smell, smell it. it. No, I do like I the smell <laughs> of that. I didn't I smell cinnamon. it either. That's comforting. Yeah, jeez. So. I, I, anytime I travel, I lose weight. Well, you like, don't... It sheds. You don't have to go very far, though. I mean, most you of your family is local. Close, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're yeah. not more than a few yeah. hours away, right? Yeah. 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 But even yeah. when I went to Coos Bay to... To Ooh, teach. Coos Bay. Coos Bay. So it took away. me an hour and a half to get there. Oh, and I was God. stressed out then. Oh, that wow. was a salad and pear and hazelnut thing. Yeah. The, do yeah. you think that, that was, was because you were teaching and you were stressed? No, the teaching the relaxes me. It's but the it's travel. not like you went through a time zone. I mean, yeah. I went to Coos Bay. You crossed some coastal mountain <laughs> yeah. range. And- yeah. See, I get nervous about the flight itself, but it's really more just because I get motion sickness pretty easily if I can't see straight ahead. Uh-huh. So, like, if I'm in a I car, I have to look sick. out the front window, and otherwise, I will get nauseous, and it gets. I've thrown up on planes before because you can't look oh. out the front window. Oh so, wow! You know that's happened. Do you use ginger at all to help? Nothing helps. Oh. The only thing I, there is actually there's a couple of auricular points that I can do the ear seeds on, and I had my um, acupuncturist put it on because I was flying out like the very next day. Right. So I'm like, dude, put them on. <laughs> you know? So you put the so, seeds in your ear, and then you take them out and sprout them later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, you just like. You just pinch the seeds, and it, they're not it real works seeds. Really well. They're like BBs. Yeah. They're real seeds. No, the ones I use are actually they're real seeds. seeds. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. I'm too so cheap, funny. so I buy the seeds. Other people do like the Hollywood people do the fancy like rhinestones and other really pretty things. I've seen some really. Oh, pretty. it's like ear bling. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. But they stick it in their ear. Yeah. Well, not in your ear. On, um, on, on your, your ear, ear, on your ear. And pressure points. On certain pressure points, oh, Okay, yeah. all right. So for me, I found those are the most effective. What's it called? Ocular? Auricular therapy. Oh, how you spell? A-U-R-I-C-U-L-A-R. Auricular therapy. And yeah. there are places like there's one of the- And that bling, works. One of the bling places I know of, I think it's called earseeds.com. I've seen them on Instagram before, mm-hmm. but I can't say that I've ever used their ear seeds because again, cheap. Right. I'm cheap. She can I, use actual seeds. Yeah. I mean, when I use them for clients, I use the cheap ones, I, right. you know, because they're effective. And you know, you're not they, saying the words right. You're, not, you're saying off, cheap. You say organic. They are organic. See, and when they organic. come off in the shower, because they do come off after like they four eat. or five days, the the um, tape on them. You tape them seeds to your ears. Yes. Yeah. yeah they're, it's they're like little, a little, little like quarter inch squares. Like it, it looks like band aid. It looks like yeah. a little band aid. And then the center of the square is this little black round seed. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you put it on your ear, you uh, pinch it between your 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 um, finger, your ear, and the seed, and that hits the pressure point. Yeah. And sometimes you'll have to do a seed on one side and the other. So when you put it together, you're pressing on both sides of that pressure point. Yeah. And the pressure points map out to different areas of your body. Candice actually has a little sensor, and it uh, fluctuates or detects the difference 
uh, an electrical charge as it's going across, like a Geiger counter for your ear almost. And she, when she did it on me, it was really interesting because I had a sore hip and a sore knee mm-hmm. and have had that for a while. And when she was doing it, it would go, it would just be quiet. And then you'd hear this, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And so she'd mark them. And then she, she went to her little chart and she was What's making it. sound a Geiger counter? Yeah, the yeah. little, the little uh, electrical dealy, the little electrical sensor that senses the differences in electrical current in your skin. Oh. Like your nerves. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, I know what nerves So are, when yeah. it would buzz off, she would mark it. And then she looked at her, her uh, chart, if you will. And the areas that were were going off were coincided to the areas that I was feeling inflammation and pain. Uh, yeah. It was wicked cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a, it's a therapy. I got the good fortune of learning from Michael Tierra at the East West School of uh, Herbalism. Okay. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that I only in passing heard of. Yeah. East West School of Planetary Herbalism. I was like, as I said that, the words faltered because I'm like, wait, wait. There's, there's another word. There's a P in there. Brain work. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's I learned that and I've been using that with my herbal clients and I found mm. that it's really effective. And it's uh, one of the things I've loved it for is working with inflammatory and digestive conditions mm-hmm. because it gives the person, the client, the power to activate it and let go. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't linger. Like when you take a medicine, even a tincture, mm-hmm. even if you're taking a single drop dose, mm-hmm. Once it's in there, it's in it's there. It's in there, sure. You know, and you can't Free back range. off from it. Yeah, you right. can't back off from it. Whereas when you're doing the ear th- the ear seeds, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it three to five times a day that you activate the points. Mm. And if you're finding that's too much, it's very easy to back off and not have it overwhelm your body. And when you're dealing with a thing like Crohn's disease or IBS or mm-hmm. leaky gut, mm-hmm. Oh man, that's you've got to really tread lightly and go very, very gentle in healing that because it's the flare ups are just no fun. Those are debilitating. Are they using it for fibromyalgia as well? You can, you can. Huh. I, I haven't. I can't that's say a that I've one. been. I can't say that I've been treating anybody of recent with fibromyalgia right. and auricular therapy. Right, but okay. that's definitely. There's a lot of different patterns. I have a lot to learn, but I'm grateful to Michael Tierra for doing the seminar he did on it and getting me started on it because it's nice. really fun. And Thank it's, you, you don't, Michael Tierra. Yeah, and it's not like there's no puncture or anything like that. It's not invasive. So you don't need to have an acupuncture license to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, you're yeah. Just taping seeds to your head. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very well, herbal. Very I herbal. I learned something today. That's good. So yeah, that was part of my anti-motion sickness strategy. I've nice. tried ginger; it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't. I've tried things like dramamine and that kind of stuff; it doesn't work mm-hmm. for me. Well, I, I think the one things. of the things is that there's so many different reasons why people have, yeah, you know, they, our confusion just in general as a culture the difference between a symptom and a and a condition. Yeah. So yeah. like insomnia is actually caused by many different things, and we yeah. just say I'm I'm. Awake? Can you fix that? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> let's have this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. There's many different reasons. So of course, there'd be a diversity of, of of tactics that would work differently for different people. Right. Yeah. Sure. Huh. Interesting. All right. Hey, now it's time for herbs and the news. Candice, I think you found a really cool article recently. Yes. Thanks for the thanks actually to the American Botanical Council. That's where I, I found the link through them. Oh. 
You find a lot of articles through them. They are a really wonderful organization. I find them very, very helpful in terms of doing research and keeping up on what's going on in the herbal world. Mm -hmm. So this particular one is a news release. It's published on eurekaalert.org. Um, the name of the article is New Studies Show Dark Chocolate Consumption Reduces Stress and Inflammation. It was released on April 24th of 2018. And the, uh, I, think it's, I think this is the byline, is Loma Linda University Adver Adventist Health Studies. Let me say that again. Okay, I'm excited <laughs> to hear this. Loma Linda <laughs> University Adventist Health Sciences Center. So I think that's who published it or yep. where it's out of. Um, so pretty much the super, super condensed thing is they did this study on actual human beings and they use actual like cocoa, cocoa chocolate. Yeah, it was 70, minimally 70% cacao, 30% organic cane sugar. Like they had a problem finding volunteers for this study right yes yeah. i know like That's i do that I study thinking. as long as i can be in the like not the control group yeah, i wonder what the placebo was yeah the placebo <laughs> is sucked <laughs> oh man hershey's uh, <laughs> oh hey, hey. No, we don't want to say anything uh, well yeah so, I, I think i do experiments on that dark chocolate frequently so yeah, I, I can yeah. confirm some of this i can confirm it <laughs> so here's a from uh lee s burke uh phd he's the associate dean of research affairs and he's got this great quote here uh, for years we have looked at the influence of dark chocolate on neurological functions from the standpoint of sugar content the more sugar the happier we are burke said this is the first time we had looked at the impact of large amounts of cacao in doses small as regular-sized chocolate bars in humans over short or long periods of time and are encouraged by the findings. These studies show us the higher the concentration of cacao, the more positive the impact on cognition, memory, mood, immunity, and other health benefits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I remember the last time I had dark chocolate, and it was a beautiful time. It is a beautiful thing. So I guess thing. it worked. <laughs> This is what women have known for years. Yes, really dark chocolate is very, very good for you. Yes, yes. I will forgive many sins for that. But yeah, they, they talked about uh, brain and cardiovascular health. That it helps with that and just the anti-inflammatory stuff. And I was always like, well, yeah. uh, antioxidants, sure. That's what antioxidants do. Yeah, yeah. But I, I believe it's more than, you know, they're talking about the flavonoids and, oh gosh, they mostly are just talking. They weren't necessarily speculating on this one, but they do say that it uh, activates uh, T cells, which is one of the ways that we have an immune system in the first place. Right. So they're they were able to to check out the signaling pathways and and that's there's so much there. Yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. There was a lot that they came out with in terms of how it works and proof mm -hmm. that it works. Yep. Oh. And it's human studies with whole food. Yeah. I was going to say, again, that's one of the things, that's why I like this study is the fact that it was on actual human beings, mm -hmm. you know, not mice, for instance, mm -hmm. who have completely different metabolisms and probably different stresses. Yes. And and now, <laughs> listeners, know. we will begin with the with the Candace rant. Go right ahead, <laughs> Candace. Enlighten us. I, I get really, I have to admit, I get really angry when we as herbalists or science or medical community are pointing to whether or not an herb works 
And the proof they're using is a study that was done on a non-human subject, but they're trying to say that this herb does or doesn't work in human beings. Like that's different. Humans have different chemistry. They Mm -hmm. have different, you know, the biology, anatomy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I also get angry when they are vague about what they're doing. They use some extract or part of an herb. They don't define how they created the extract. So was it a tincture? Was it a glycerate? Was it an oil? Did you decoct it? Did you do an infusion? What were the ratios of, you know, menstruum to plant? We don't know because they don't specify very clearly. Well, in in a good study, they're talking about this was an aqueous uh, extraction or they're really, they'll be specific about how they put it together. And And those are the ones we quote for, this is a good study and we're quoting it here, either on our website, Practical Herbal's website or on our podcast. And then the ones that were crappy, we mock them. Yes. And I, I also hate it when they take out a constituent and they try to say that constituent is what they were studying. If they're studying it to figure out how it's working with chemistry, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that that might be fine to do that in Petri dishes or in non-humans. But if you want to say, does this actually work? Because of this one chemical, basing it all on one chemical, right. that is crapola, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, if you want to know if turmeric actually decreases inflammation in the human body, you have to use turmeric. Not mm-hmm. some part of turmeric, but actual turmeric, the way humans consume turmeric. Mm-hmm. It needs to be in the quantities a human would actually consume it. Mm-hmm. You know, five pounds of turmeric in one day is unlikely. Mm-hmm. So a study that says, you know, five pounds of turmeric or their ratios, like the amount they gave to the rat is the same thing as if a human took five pounds of it. That's ridiculous. No human's actually going to do that. So even if it did kill the rat, well, Yeah. No human's going to ever take that huge dose, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. And and it should be, you know, so the dosage amount should be the right amount. And you know, most people will take turmeric as turmeric, like in their food. Sure. Maybe as a tincture, mm-hmm. most likely in their food, because that's the easiest way to do it. Maybe as a capsule, but... Yeah. And you it's know. good to find what the range is. How, how much can you take of something before it becomes a problem? Sure. And how, how little can you take before you start losing the effect? Right. Whatever effect you might be, because as we know, as herbalists that are listening here, we've looked at these these studies and we've also looked at what's what are the things that this particular herb does. And there's a list of them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you, you wouldn't say, well, here is a food item that I have. And because it doesn't have vitamin D in it, therefore, it can't be healthy. You know, I've, I've looked at this and I've Ridiculous. analyzed and there's no vitamin D, therefore it's not a healthy food. Like that's not yes. the way food works. Right. <laughs> Nor yes. is that the way the, the, the diet should work. You need right. a diversity of things. You and need diversity and you need certain combinations to work yeah. with one another. You know? Celery has a thing that it can do for you. Yes. You know, yes. lemons have a thing that it can do for you and a variety yes. of different chemicals and interactions. And, yes. and it depends on the person too. Well, yeah. And I mean, just like Yakov had said. If you have your greens and you eat them with oil right, like in your salad dressing, not low fat, but, you know, actual just proper salad dressing mm-hmm. the way it was traditionally made, mm-hmm. you have a better nutritional uptake. Your body absorbs the nutrition from your lettuce better than if you just have it raw or you use a high sugar, high vinegar style. Yep. So the combinations make a difference. Sure. So I get frustrated and angry when we see, you know, Various of the supposed peers 
saying that this plant doesn't work because they couldn't find any evidence and all the studies they're using are parts of plants instead of the whole plant or mm-hmm. done on non-human subjects. It's frustrating. Yeah. I, I sometimes wonder, I mean, we always cite peer-reviewed research, and I wonder who are the peers that are reviewing the research regarding herbalism. Because mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, they aren't really herbalists. The The cool thing, though, is we do see things that have been stuff we've accepted just as a society. Mm-hmm. This medicine works, and it's because of this, like... Uh, Baby aspirin has been something that people have taken. They've taken a lot. And now people are looking back and say, well, let's, now that our science has improved and our yeah. technology has improved for examiners, is it good for everything? Well, actually, maybe aspirin's not really good for children after all. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and the technology has improved enough that we know why. Yeah. And if we don't know why specifically, we can at least see there are some side effects that you need to watch out for so we can make be- better decisions. And the yeah. same thing is for, for plants. There are some things yeah. that I, I was raised, it, you're not supposed to give to babies, but now you're finding out actually kids can have it. And there are fine. cultures that have had it. Right. It's just that the culture I was raised in, Didn't. you're not supposed to. You're not supposed right. to give something spicy to a baby or yeah. whatever. Or I mean, that's a terrible example. But yeah, you know, it's but one there of the things are, actually that I was told when my son was wee. And was not having spicy things. And I was just, I just laughed at whoever the people that, the few people that said that in my life. I just laughed at them because he really liked, you know, spicy, spicy dolls. That was like his baby food was spicy, spicy doll mm-hmm. and spicy green beans and yeah. whatever we were eating. And we ate a lot of chili peppers back then. Yep. So he ate a lot. Yep. But there's just there's, fine with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you, you, we have to be on the alert all the time for, or how things have changed and the new information that we have. And then look at some of the old stuff and like, well, does that still apply? And does it apply in a t- completely different way? Yeah. No. So, yeah. you know, so, no space for lazy people here. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. All right. So you can find us on Facebook. Make sure to like us. We have a lot of people now, over 5,000. Yeah. Give us a review on Facebook too. If you're on yeah. Instagram, you yeah. can use the... Um, Hashtag the Back to Herbalist to share, or you can also visit us at I believe Instagram.com slash the Back to Herbalist. Uh, we have we're on Twitter as well. And hey, give us a review wherever you get your this podcast. Give us a review. Love yeah. to have a good or bad. We'd like to hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. So, good. We're well, awesome. I know we are, but you know, <laughs> not everybody likes everybody. So that's true. Everybody likes me. And so with that, <laughs> put, put an herb on it. it. <laughs>